All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, June seventh of twenty twenty three. Here looks like we have a ten game MLB slate on tap tonight. We have game three of the NBA Finals tonight, and then tomorrow, teeing off early in the morning, we have uh, PGA Canadian Open, and then we also have NHL Showdown returning tomorrow for the Stanley Cup. So a lot of DFS action coming at you over the next couple of days here. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions can come in from support. You can reach us at support at SaberSim.com. Questions come in live in the YouTube chat. Questions also come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below. People will drop their questions in there, and then that gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with. At the beginning of each show, you get access. you also get access to our similar channels, you get access to all the individual sport channels where users and other SaberSim members are uh, interacting and talking strategy each and every day. So highly recommend joining the Discord. But if you are new to SaberSim and want to check us out, we also have a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. Uh, we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Come on and get your questions answered. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Looks like we have one question that came in from support. We have a couple of questions in the office hours channel in discord here. So we're going to knock through all of those here, but if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. Uh, we will always get to all the questions before the end of the show as usual here. But first question that came in from support question says in NBA showdowns, is it better to use high salary players at captain or lower salary players? Uh, so good question here. To be honest, there's not a right answer to this. Um, the best thing that you can do here is really lean on Saber Sims game simulations here. So when we build your lineups for NBA Showdown, what we are going to do is we are going to take an individual game sim from our database of thousands of game sims here, use the outputs that those players scored in that simulation as the player's fantasy points when we go to build your lineup. So we... You know, you, you might come in on here and see the projections here in the home screen. We are not even using these at Sim Diversity 10. Uh, the projections that you see here are only going to be used when Sim Diversity is set to zero. And the only time Sim Diversity will be set to zero is on cash settings here. So uh, in cash games, you know, you want to build the highest projected lineup that you can. But in a GPP tournament where we're trying to beat all of the other users in the field and have a uh, different lineup than them, you know, using Sim Diversity 10 is great. We're not using average projections. Uh, we're leaning on the game sims, those game scripts that that play out in the sims, right? That's why uh, we, we are very, very happy with how our users do in showdown format. Specifically here, we, we think Sim Diversity 10 is great and leaning on the sims is great here. But I ran a, I ran a sim or I ran a build right before the show started. So we're going to hop in there and then just going to kind of exemplify this a little bit here. So I think that probably your best indicator here is of, of who are the best captains on an individual, on an individual slate or this pool exposure. So what pool exposure is, is it shows you how many times this player came up in all of the lineups that were built, right? So we might be looking at 20 lineups out of 500 and then, Saber score, our uh, metric here that grades the lineups is going to determine which players should be boosted up and then which players, uh, which lineups should be boosted up. And then this will describe, you know, who are in those lineups, right? So in our top 20 lineups, we have eight lineups that have Bam Adebayo as the captain. So Saber is saying, hey, you know, Bam and captain makes a lot of sense. Uh, probably from, you know, a salary perspective, point perspective here, what those lineups with BAM allow you to do with the rest of your lineup here. But then you can come over to your pool exposure and then see what's going on, right? So something really interesting to me is BAM is in about 20% of our pool lineups at Captain. Jokic is in about 17%, but the builder likes BAM a lot more than Jokic. And I, I'm assuming that's just strictly from a salary perspective here, what having BAM does, uh, what what that allows you to do with the rest of your lineup here. But, but these are good markers overall to kind of show you uh, what's going on with your lineups, right? So pretty interesting that, you know, we're getting so much Kevin Love here. Uh, 
25% exposure in our 20 lineups, only about 8.8% in the pool. And then he is owned higher than all three of the guys above him, Butler, Aaron Gordon, and Joe Kitch, right? But, you know, he's also only 3,600 salary at the captain. So the builder is going to help you um, determine, you know, what are the best plays. I don't think you have to do anything specific to, you know, target one set of players or another here. I think that the best thing that you could do is manage your risk to certain players if you deem it to be too high, right? So maybe you're saying, hey, I'm okay playing Kevin Love, but maybe I only want to play him at 2x his ownership here. So instead of 25%, I'm going to drop him down to 20%. And then I'm just going to manage my risk, right? And then what Saberson is going to do is say, okay, you know, if you're going to lower Kevin Love, I'm going to go find the next best play. And then that just happened to be a Jokic captain lineup. He went from 10% to 15% in our pool here, which is much closer to his pool percent here. Uh, so, so I would say the best thing that you could do, manage your risk here and lean on the Sims and let Saber Sim figure out what is the next best play from where you previously were at. So that's what I would say. You don't have to do anything specific to target one group of players or another, I think, you know, leaning on the game scripts, you know, you're going to get a, a mix of these players inherently here. So uh, don't do too much is is basically the sentiment here. But good question. We will get a timestamp recording of this answer back over to you. All right. Uh, see, people are jumping in the YouTube chat. What is up, Jim and Noah? Uh, we will get to all the questions before the end of the show, but we are going to jump over to the Discord and answer this question from Kevlar first. Okay, question says, when entering custom projections, is there any way for Saberson to notify you if a player is not in the starting lineup and gets a new projection of zero? I know that happens automatically with Saberson projections, but it doesn't with custom thanks. Okay, so this is a really good question. Um, definitely worth talking about here. So I'm going to jump over to MLB. I also ran a build right before we got started here for the main slate tonight. But basically what Kevlar is, is asking, so just for, for those of you who might not be familiar with this, if you come over here to the upload button, you can upload custom projections. Uh, when you upload those custom projections, we will not override them. The reason for that is that we do not want to say, we do not, we do not want our users to do work uh, ahead, of, ahead of time and us, you know, go and overwrite the work that they've done, right? That, that would be bad. So... Basically, if you set a projection here in the My Proj column, if it's different from the Saberson projection, it's going to be red or green. If it's red, it's lower than the Saberson projection. If it's green, it's higher than the Saberson projection. And then we are never going to move this value. So what Kevlar is saying is like, hey, I'm uploading my custom projections before the slate starts. And then after the slate starts, you know, there might be a couple of lineups that aren't out yet. I want Saberson to tell me if somebody is out or not, but um, my custom projections are basically preventing that from happening. So let's say that, you know, uh, we look at a batter, right? Let's say Mookie Betts ends up sitting tonight, right? But we have a custom projection for him. The Saberson projection is going to update and go to zero, but the custom projection is not going to update because we are not going to overwrite your custom projection here. So in a situation like this, what I would suggest doing is once you have run your build, once you have submitted your lineups for the slate here, I would come to this My Projection column and use this header reset here. So when you use this header reset, it is going to reset all of the players to their default projection here. And then, you know, once, once you submit your lineups, you know, there's not a lot of late swap going on in MLB specifically here. So I think that you're going to be pretty okay resetting this to the Sabersim defaults and then letting Sabersim tell you if a player is indeed out here. So once you do that, you know, you could you could use a quick swap button if there's only a couple of lineups with that player. And then, or you could, you know, see how much exposure you have to that individual player who's out and then determine if it's worth late swapping or not. And then what you could do is just re-upload your file or, or, you know, re-copy and paste your data in here and then run your late swap again. But most nights where I'm playing MLB, I'm really not late swapping that often. You know, players might get ruled out occasionally. Uh, I might have, you know, a couple of shares. I might do a quick swap or, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to do a late swap, I don't think it's going to be super hard to come back up in here 
and then re-upload your CSV and then get your custom projections in. And then you can know ahead of time, you know, who those players are that were out. And then, you know, let's say that it was Mookie Betts, like we talked about. Uh, so then once I upload my custom projections, I could filter for the Dodgers, come to Mookie Betts, uh, reset his custom projection only here. And then that'll go straight to the SaberSim default, which would be zero in that case. So I think that it's probably good practice if you're using custom projections to reset your custom projections once the slate starts and then uh, go from there. But good question. All right, question two from Kevlar here on a little bit of a different note. This question two, my daily contests include two 20 max GPPs and one 150 max GPP for a total of 190 lineups. When building, should I be running a separate build for the 20 max and the 150, or is it okay to run one build for all 190 lineups? Thanks. Okay, so good question here. Um, so basically, the, the answer to your question is to run them all the same in, in one build. And the reasoning for that is that comes directly from our DFS profit plan. So for those of you not familiar, we did a bunch of back testing last MLB season to come up with a contest selection framework for our users to use uh, in their day-to-day entry decisions for the contest that they play across sites here. So if you're uh, haven't, haven't watched this video, it's a 17 minute video. It sums up a uh, five series behind the sim series. So this is the too long data read of it. This is the summary. This is what you need to know in this 17 minute video. If you want to learn more about how that came to fruition here, uh, go to podcast, go to behind the Sims, and it's going to be episodes one through five of our behind the Sims series. Here. So you could find that um, uh, it's pulling up here on the side for me, but it's basically if you scroll down episodes one through five contest selection, that is ultimately what came to be the uh, DFS profit plan here. But basically the profit plan says to separate your contests into two builds. One build is going to be your 20 max and 150 max contest. The second build is going to be your single entry and three max contests. And the reasoning for that is because sliders are not adjusting too much here. So if I go and look at my sliders for 20 max, 10 to 50 K sliders are 10 and seven. If I change this to 150 max, they go to 10 and eight. So the, the lineups that you get are not going to be very, very different here. Um, as opposed to if you were to go from this 10, eight sliders in your 150 max to a single entry, you know, one to 10 K, which is more along the size limits of these single entries, which is eight and five sliders respectively here. So you go from 10 correlation to eight correlation, you go from eight sim diversity to five sim diversity here. So these are a lot bigger moves than just the one sim diversity tick going from 20 max to 150 max with the same entry size here. So that is why I would suggest uh, building all 190 lineups together here and just having one build to manage, but good question. All right, uh, last question here in the Discord at the moment, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat. Question says, I play in a four-person MLB league. We play the main slate daily. What what settings would you suggest for my build? Okay, great question here. I'm uh, glad to see people are having fun with their friends and family here playing some private games. Always cool. But basically, I would, I would, I would just follow the guidelines here. So it's a, probably a GPP format, single entry, and then I would do uh, less than 10, right? So here, even in this less than 10 entries here, you're still going to get correlation pretty high here at a at a rank of eight. And then sim diversity is going to be uh, at a four. So you're not, you know, using average projections. You're still bucketing these sims at a moderate rate here, taking groups of sims to build your lineups. And so I would just follow the recommendations here. I think eight and four would be perfectly fine. You're probably going to crush your opponents unless they're using SaberSim as well. So good luck. Have fun in those uh, side slates here. All right, uh, another question in the Office Hour channel from Ryan. Ryan said, how difficult is the problem to accurately predict a bullpen usage for a team? Uh, so good question here. You know, we talked about this, I believe, on Monday's show here. I was talking about uh, using um, baseballpress.com uh, forward slash bullpen dash usage as a tool here. And I could just uh, pull that up for you here. But to to kind of iterate on on some of the things that I said on Monday, so SaberSim is not taking into account uh, frequency as to when previous players pitched here, right? So SaberSim does not know 
who pitched for the Angels yesterday, therefore who is likely to pitch today, right? So Saberson might, um, you know, have have projections for all these players, but I would be perfectly okay, you know, xing out Davinsky, xing out Estevez, s uh, xing out Webb and Soriano here, and then leaning on you know Bachman, Joyce, and Silseth here as our likely relief pitchers to to pitch today with all four of those guys uh, that I previously named pitching yesterday, right? So. So the builder is not going to be able to handle this particularly well. So this is really where a um, a hand in the dirt, you know, add this this is what I would call like a value add for users here, right? Coming in, uh, doing this research, adding value to the builder by saying, hey, you know, I don't really think that these guys are going to pitch. And it, and it looks like there's a showdown for Chicago and the Angels tonight. So I'm just going to pull this up here. And we can talk about it a little bit, but I'm going to filter for the Angels, filter for utility here, and then I'm going to scroll down uh, to some of these relief pitchers, right? So we have uh, Loop, Estevez, Davidson, Webb, Davinsky, Bachman, Soriano, Joyce, and uh, even Anderson, but probably not Anderson. So so all these guys are projected, right? But in our other sheet here, we said we don't want Davinsky, we don't want Estevez, right? So then we go and look. So Estevez is projected for... 2.24 points, second highest projected relief pitcher for the Angels here. So, like, this is really interesting, right? Uh, maybe you could take those 2.24 points and then give them to somebody else who we might expect to pitch, maybe Joyce here. And then Joyce is projected for 0.13, right? So you're going to say, hey, I all the all these instances where the builder is saying Estevez pitches, I want to give those 2.24 points to Joyce. And then I'm going to do 2.24 plus 0.13 for 2.37 here, right? And then now I'm, I'm going to make a uh, an adjustment to these projections here and take a stand on the slate, right? And I think you can do the same thing maybe for Davinsky, right? Uh, projected for 1.58 points. We're saying, hey, we don't think Davinsky's going to pitch. Maybe let's go look at Bachman or Silseth and then see who's the lowest there. And we're not even projecting uh, Silseth. It actually says he's a starting pitcher, so – you know, maybe maybe he's been being used out of the pen. I, I would have to do further research, right? This is where, you know, baseballreference.com can come into play. But let's look at uh, Bachman here. Bachman uh, only projected for 0.71 points, right? So then maybe I say, okay, go and take those points from Davinsky, give them to Bachman, and then I'm going to add up the 1.58 and 0.71. And then I think that's uh, 2.29 from if, if I'm correct here. And then now, now I am making what I believe are, you know, valid uh, value adds to the builder saying, hey, I think this guy's going to pitch. Use this guy instead. The builder does not know what happened yesterday, right? So that is why I think that, you know, you could find edge here working in your relief pitchers, doing manual adjustments uh, with some of this information from previous uh, previous games here, like immediately previous, the previous games as in yesterday, but really good question. All right, going to get Saberson pulled back up here. And we are through with questions in that came in via support, that came in in the Discord here. So going to jump over to the YouTube chat. Uh, if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. But first question from Jim. Jim said, yesterday you explained the point one rule and how to set it up. I just began my free trial, but I don't see the hitters' stat projections like you have on your screen, nor do I have the option in the lineup rules to set anything up based on a hitter's projected home runs. Is there some setting I'm missing, or is that data only available in the pro subscription? Okay, so the the data that you see here, um, the stat data, is only available on the pro plan here. You should have the option if you're if you started a trial for the standard plan, you should have the ability to come into settings, go to my account, and then start a seven day free trial for Saberson Pro, that should give you the ability to see this data here. Um, I would have to check if you cannot create a rule if you cannot see the data. So so that's actually something I'm, I'm not sure about here. So I'm going to make a note for myself. Um, can you create stat rule without seeing stats uh so that's actually something i'm not sure of here but if if you know like uh you know based on the conversations that we've had on this show what i've explained to you if, you, if you like hey you know i'm fine with 0.10 
even if I can't see 0.10, I just want to put that as a rule here. So that's something I'll have to go check that if you can make this rule uh, with stats, if you cannot see stats. So good question there. I will follow up at the beginning of tomorrow's show on that specific question here. But in the meantime, you know, if you haven't used your Saverson Pro trial, uh, check out the pro trial and uh, check out that rule. So that that trial will also be seven day seven days uh, free trial here. All right, next question from Noah. Noah said, for NBA showdown on DK, what is the best way to see which lineups won't be duped and how, how far down rank do we find unduped lineups? Okay, so let's go over to ML- NBA. So first of all, this is going to depend uh, what plan you're on as well. So if you are on the pro plan, you have the ability to create a custom metric here. And then if you can create a custom metric, you can create this geomean metric. And then this is going to be a um, summary statistic now underneath every lineup, which I can see here. So the builder is going to automatically calculate the geomean of each of these lineups. And then if you follow the directions in our geomean tutorial, which you can find in our support documentation here. So I'll just bring that up as well. So if you uh, go to settings, go to, go to help, and then this will open up our support library here. You go down to frequently asked questions, you go, to, you go to view more. And then in this library, just type in geometric mean. I did a four minute tutorial here, breaking down the differences between some ownership, product ownership, and geo mean, how to apply them in the app for both plans here. Uh, check out this video. It's only four minutes. It's, it's very well condensed here. And then I walk through all the key information that you need to know about geo mean, but geo mean is a great way to understand uh, how chalky a lineup is or how likely a lineup is to be duped here. You can also, you know, do the calculation in that video and then set it as a rule in the home screen. But I, you know, one thing that you said that I just want to clarify, you did not find less likely to be duped lineups the further down in your pool you go. So that is not like a one for one here. So it's like, oh, you know, lineup one is going to be duped more. So let me go play, you know, lineup 20 instead. And and that's that's not the right way to think about it here, right? So uh, just the further down in your pool you go does not mean that you are getting less likely to be duped lineups here. But the best thing that you can do, in in my opinion here, which is something I do, is, is run a cash build at zero, zero settings. What this is going to do is this is going to mimic a traditional optimizer here. You're going to see traditional optimizer outputs here. So you're going to see, you know, who is the chalky, who's the cash captain, who, what are the cash constructions, right? Oh, everybody's playing a three, three today. Maybe I want to limit my three threes. Maybe I want to, you know, get some more exposure to my four twos, maybe some five ones, right? So you could do things with lineup construction. You could do things with uh, max salary and uh, with, with the type of players you're using at the captain, all of those things are indirect ways of trying to limit the amount of times the lineup that you play is duplicated in your contests. All right, Noah said, do the same as make projection changes based on the last two games minute changes? So yes, so the the, the builder is always um, able to take in latest game information and make adjustments here. It does get a little tricky because we have like this full season of data here and we're not just only looking at the last two games alone, even though, you know, the situation might call for that, right? So I think that, you know, if you wanted to dive into minutes here and do some extra research to help you um, to, to have more accurate minute projections here, I think that's great. That's something that Jordan talked about in a video here. So if you go to SaberSim YouTube channel, you go to playlists, you go to how to beat NBA DFS in 2022, which is for the 2022-2023 season. You go to view full playlist, uh, crush the 2023 NBA finals with SaberSim here. So this is a video where Jordan talks about his showdown strategy here, things that he is looking into. And I would uh, check out this video. He talks about showdown strategy, how it's different from, you know, regular season showdown, et cetera here. But I do think there's value to be added by looking at minutes in these bite-sized samples because the builder is not going to be just looking at that data. It's going to be looking at a season's worth of data. And that is a lot different from the situation at hand at the moment. 
All right, last question from Noah. Said also for PGA, since there isn't real correlation for players, how do you set up the Sims to run and find top lines, that's lines that won't be duped? Uh, so the great thing about golf is that you know we're our player pools for golf are really big, right? Especially in these, um, most of these events have you know 150, 160 golfers here. So that means that on any individual day, that you're really not going to need the optimal to win a golf event. Only time you're going to need an optimal to win the golf event is in these really small fields where they have like 40 golfers or something like that. So the way I like to think about duplication is I do not like to account for it until it becomes a problem, right? So if you are playing golf, you are seeing that your lineups are duplicated. Okay. Then I'm going to start thinking about it. But in my experience in, in, in golf, you know, today, uh, I haven't had an issue with being duped in a lot of my golf especially like week-long classic slate contests here. Only in showdown, you know, you you might want to think about that after the weekend, right? After the cut, you know, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday for round four. You might want to work that in a little bit here. But I don't think that duplication is something that you really need to account for for golf, especially in these week-long big field events here. All right, great great question. Uh, question, another one from Noah. Noah said, same question for MMA as PGA, but differently since every person has one other person correlated. I can actually run a sim that won't be duped since I imagine they would include both fighters. Okay, so MMA is actually a lot different than golf just because of the number of players in the player pool, right? That's what you really need to take into account here. So golf, in our example, we had you know 150 players in our player pool. In MMA, right, we only have 11 fights. So there's 22 players that you could choose from total, right? So that brings the the pool down very, very small here. And then also, you know, nobody is or nobody should be any, any, any positive EV player for the most part, right? Like 98% of the time, you should not be playing two fighters from the same fight, right? So that also gets, uh, has to be taken into account as well here, right? So MMA, I do think it is very important to estimate for dupes, right? But you want to be careful with, you know, you, you don't always want to play unique lineups, right? And the reason for that is because it's actually very easy to play unique lineups because you're going to be playing lineups with a very low win probability, right? So you want to find this balance between lineups with a high win probability, but a low dupe rate. So some of the best players, you know, have a really high um, dupes under five, dupes under 10, right? So I, I would say don't fall in love with the idea of lineups that are unique lineups that are never going to be duplicated be okay with finding lineups that are duplicated you know five times ten times that's why whenever i set a geomean rule in in my personal building even on the show we always use 20 as as like a marker here so i think that 20 is good uh you know it it it, it thins out your pool a little bit here but you're still saying hey you know i i, I don't want to get rid of all of these lineups right and i think that's something that's important is that if you set a geomean filter or something in the post build and it gets rid of, you know, a big portion of your pool or it gets rid of all of the top lineups in your pool, I, I think that that's the time to step back, you know, lower that number, open it up a little bit. So whenever I'm applying like a geomean filter or something, I'm looking to thin out about 10% of my pool here. Just, I just want to kind of trim, trim, trim the pool down a little bit here. I'm not trying to take away so many lineups. So if I, if I apply a geomean rule, it's getting rid of 50% of my lineups in my pool. I'm probably dialing that back, bringing that closer to like 10%, maybe 20%. I can see that being okay here. Uh, but you want to use it as a, as a, uh, just something to trim, trim the fat off of, off of the lineups here and, and not get rid of all the meat and potatoes, you know? So be careful with those rules, uh, understand what they're doing here. And then, you know, you can also look at, you know, salaries, great. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, some type of custom metric where you're negatively weighting projected points or something like that. Right. So that could come into play. So there's a lot of different things you could do that, uh, do there. We talk a lot about this in our pro exclusive content. So if you're not on the pro plan, this is one of the one of my favorite reasons to be on the pro plan. Second only to the five five thousand lineups is access to the pro exclusive videos that we release once per week here, uh, talking about all these concepts, talking about custom metrics and balancing and saber score and uh, all of that content is really great. Really gets you thinking. So if you're not on pro, 
I would highly recommend Pro for that reason specifically here. All right, uh, getting down to the last couple of questions here. So if anybody has any last questions, now's a great time to get them in. Question from Ryan. Ryan said, FanDuel has a good user base. It's a shame they don't improve their contest offerings. Main slate is fine, but alt slates are very poor. Yeah, so great, great point here. Um, you know, one thing that we talk about along with the DFS profit plan is that, you know, there might be a main slate, but then there are also, you know, multiple other smaller classic slates, usually a turbo, usually a night slate. There are a bunch of showdowns. There are a lot of contest offerings on these other slates under $3, right? So let's say that, you know, you play all the good contests under $3 here. You still have some bankroll left over. Instead of, you know, going up in stakes because there's no other contest left on the main slate for you, I always recommend branching outward and going and playing the turbos, going and playing the night slates, going and playing the showdowns, right? You can get a lot of money down on DraftKings specifically. Those alternate contest lobbies are actually pretty healthy here, right? Unfortunately on FanDuel, that is not the case. So for FanDuel specifically, I would probably just be sticking to the main slate. Um, but also on FanDuel, you know, aside from the GPPs, they have a lot of satellites under $3. They have like a ton of satellites under $3. They they have, you know, such a huge offering there. A lot of those contests overlay. So if you're looking for extra action on FanDuel specifically, maybe you can only play on FanDuel, um, check out those satellites and get some extra action in those overlaid satellites. All right, Jim said, are, are there any concerns slash considerations to be aware of when playing a very small slate, like a four-game slate? Should these slates be avoided? So I would say no. I don't think there's any reason to avoid them. Um, our sliders, our default sliders are going to adjust based on the slate size here. So, you know, the default sliders have been back tested for all these different slate sizes here. So what you're going to see in a 20 max, 10 to 50K on a uh, three-game slate here, sliders correlation is at six, sim diversity is at nine. And then as opposed to what we saw on our main slate, where correlation was at 10, sim diversity was at seven, right? So on this smaller slate, we're saying, hey, bring correlation down a little bit. Um, that that makes sense to me, right? Because you're as as the number of games shrinks here, as the number of players uh, shrinks here in your player pool, you know you're going to need closer and closer to the optimal, right? So maybe you don't want to be playing these huge five stacks. Maybe you want to be open to some more three stacks, some more you know three twos, three two twos, something like that, right? So that's why correlation comes down, and then that's also why sim diversity comes up. We want to take smaller buckets of sims here to analyze when we're building our lineups. And that's also because, you know, you're going to need closer and closer to, to the, the best lineup on the slate. So taking these smaller sims where players do good over a small sample size helps with upside, helps with getting different from the field here. So I'm comfortable playing all slate sizes here from one game to, you know, 15 games. I don't see a problem with that. No reason to avoid that. All right. Noah said, did I mishear you say that you run the same build for a 20 max and a 150? Wouldn't you have to have a different build for each. My mindset is for 150 is to have different subset of builds within the 150. Uh, so you did hear me correctly that, you know, when I'm playing say a 150 max and 220 maxes was the example given that I am building one build for all of those and building uh, when I, when I'm in the post build, I am just changing my number of lineups to 190. So if I have 220 maxes and a 150 max, I'm going to want a unique lineup for all of those here. And then what I'm going to do personally here is set my number of lineups to 190. And then I am probably either going to randomly fill this or unique rank fill this here. And this is right in line with the DFS profit plan. I'm okay uh, accepting the variance of however those lineups fall here. I think one thing that you could do is something that I've done in the past is look at the prize pool and then put the contest with the highest prize pool first and then put the other contests, you know, second and third and then fill unique ranks. So that way, you know, your highest Saber score lineups are going into the contest with the highest uh, first place prize, the highest prize pool here. And then, you know, any lineups beyond that are going into lower prize pools. So if you end up winning, you know, the smallest dollar, it's like, well, you know, that lineup was really far down in my pool. I put the best contest into my highest dollar contest here. So I'm ultimately happy with the outcome regardless of what happens, right? I think that takes a lot of the edge off of, oh, you know, unique, random, did me dirty, and 
Uh, I, it put my highest scoring lineup in my lowest contest, you know, randomly here that sucks. Right. But yes, yes, that does suck. Yes, that does happen. So I think that using unique rank can uh, take some of the edge off from some of that variance there. All right. Uh, follow up. Can the Sims run five different types of builds for 30 each, or is it five different runs as in 95th percentile for 30 lines, then a lower percentile? What about in a 150 having an equal amount of 535251 in a 20 max? You can't have all of those types, I imagine. Okay. So, two questions here. So, first question is so the first part of this is no. So, you cannot build, you know, one build to have 30 lineups, two second build, 30 lineups, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and then take all 30 lineups here and fill them into one contest within the app you can technically do this so the re the way you would do this though is manual so what you would have to do is you would have to take your csv file from DraftKings uh that you download here right so you can download it using the entries tab so you go to entries you just hit this download template file this will download to your pc which you then upload so instead of uploading it here you just open it and have it open on your computer and then when you're in these lineups and you do your, your you build your 30 lineups here, what you need to do is make sure that you have lineups selected over here on the right. And then click this download lineups button. It is going to give you just a raw file with those lineups. And then you would copy and paste those 30 lineups into your CSV. And then you would do that five times. So that is why, you know, that that is the only way to do it at the moment. It is a manual process. So kind of tricky here. Uh, be careful that you are not on pool. So when you are on pool, we will download all lineups in your pool. When you're on lineups, we will only download the number of lineups that you are requesting here. So that's why it's important to be on the lineup drop down here. And then Noah said, what about and having 150 have an equal amount of 535251 and a 20 max? You can't have all of those types, I imagine. Um, so, you know, depending on what you're trying to do here. See, for me, like I, I'm okay accepting it, treating all of these lineups as equal and then letting them fall where they may. I, I'm not getting uh, super nitpicky about, you know, my my allocations in each individual lineup here. If, if you want to be that specific here, I would say, you know, continue to make different builds and assign them accordingly here. But just the trade-off I get from saving time versus what I think, what I, how I feel about my lineups I'm not super conflicted about it, but I can see why users may if they have, you know, a contest that they care more about in general. All right. Michael said, last night I had a few lineups with Nito and Renfro ruled out, but Optimizer could only replace one of them. I had to manually change seven lineups out of 99. Okay. So one thing with these late games on the slate here is that sometimes you know, you might run into a salary restriction without even knowing it here, right? So you're going to come in here, you're going to do your late swap, whatever. Um, but because it's the last game of the night, you might you might be having issues swapping these players out. So what I would do is I would come in here, set my min salary to zero. Just say, hey, I just want to get, you know, players that are out, out. And since the builder is having trouble, drop this min salary to zero. Also, I would be at any stacking rules or any rules like that. I would just turn everything off and give the builder as much wiggle room as you can to get those players out. But it could possibly have been due to the min salary here. Uh, Noah said, can you explain how the pool has so many more than the lineups? I know you're running a large amount, but does, does lineup 150 have a similar build to the pool lowest number? Um, I'm a little confused what you're asking. So can you explain how the pool has so many more than the lineup? So, so, so if you're if you're used to build if you're used to building on other optimizers, you know one thing that other optimizers do is they only build you the number of lineups that you're requesting here. The, we do it differently. We you have a number of lineups that you're requesting. We build you a bigger number of lineups to give you uh, optionality here, right? Maybe you don't want to play 41% max Scherzer. Maybe you want to play more, right? Um, all you have to do is come in here and, and set that many exposure. And then we are going to dip into our pool of lineups here and then go and find you uh, more Max Scherzer lineups here, right? So there's only 140 lineups with Scherzer total. So that's all we can get to here. So I could have either adjusted my min exposure, but I just dropped my number of lineups down um, since, you know, I didn't, I didn't need 190. I was just using it for that previous example here, but that is why. So, so Noah said the pool has, over 500 lines with the line 150 be similar to line 500. Again, always appreciate your insights. Um, so, okay. So the lineups are all generated 
And then once you get into the post build, Sabre score is going to grade them. So Sabre score is going to say, hey, I think the, these lineups are better than these other lineups. Move these lineups down, move these lineups up, move these lineups down here. Um, I I don't think it's fair to say that, hey, my number one lineup is is the exact same as my 500th lineup. Uh, the reason this lineup is number one is because Sabre's score via the formula here has basically said that, hey, you know, this is our uh, top lineup here. And based on these variables at these weights here. So this is like our, our best uh, Sabre score lineup, right? And then what Sabre score is also saying is like, hey, you know, the lineup all the way down at the bottom of the pool, this one grades out the worst, right? So I think it's okay to play a mix of lineups across your pool here. I would just be careful not playing all of the lineups at the bottom of your pool, right? If you are making adjustments and you see that in your set of lineups, you are now getting to lineup 500, lineup 499, lineup 498, right? You're probably doing a little too much here. And so I am somebody who likes to value the rank of the lineups in my pool here. So I'm usually trying to stay with most of my lineups being in like the top 50% of my pool here. I'm okay going and getting, you know, a handful of lineups from lower than that. But if I have, you know, a vast majority of my lineups very low in my pool, I'm probably doing too much and would make some additional changes here to walk it back. Uh, Noah said, so it runs a full pool and your changes go into that pool. So yeah, so basically from the 558, we are looking at the top 20 here from this pool. And then um, we have a bunch of other lineups that we are not using at the moment here. So that is that is what is going on. It looks like my computer is being a little slow here. So um, Saberson being a little unresponsive, probably have too much stuff going on on my PC with the stream and stuff, but we will let this work out. One thing that you could always do if you're having issues is do Control-Shift-R, which is just a hard reset here of the app. Uh, so Noah says, so if you said, show me five, two, one lines, it pulls from that pool. Yes, exactly. So if you're on stack types and then let's say that you only have five lineups out of your 20 that are a five, two, one, if you set that to hundred percent, we are saying, Hey, I want all 20 lineups to be a five, two, one. What the builder is going to do is it is going to go and get additional five, two, one lineups from your pool and then bring those into your top, bring those into your set of 20 lineups. Noah said, I'm confused why Scherzer is in every line since you have so many in your pool. I can't imagine he's the top play. Uh, so this is something I did specifically, right? So what I told the builder is that, hey, I want Scherzer in all in 100% of my lineups. So then what the builder is going to say is like, okay, I'm going to go and find 20 lineups that have Max Scherzer. And it goes and finds those. It skips lineups along the way, right? So we skip lineup 23, 24, 25. So if we go to our pool and we hop over here and, and it's still being slow, but basically 23, 24, 25 will be grayed out now, probably because they do not have Max Scherzer, right? So that is why we build a bigger number of lineups here. So you can go and make any changes that you want in the post build to get the type of lineups you're looking for, right? So if you only wanted to play five to one, you know, you might not have 20 in your top 20, but you're going to have at least 20 in your full pool here. So then you can go into that pool, go and get additional lineups that that are what you are looking for. All right. Jamie Lee McKenzie said, I make a dummy lineup to bulk enter. When I download my lineups and fill entries, it's filling one lineup in all my entries on DK. What am I doing wrong? Becomes very stressful in a crunch time. Okay. I make a dummy lineup to bulk enter. Okay. Understood. Then it says, when I download my lineups and fill entries, it's filling one lineup in all my entries on DK. What am I doing wrong? Okay, so I'll just like walk through basically what you kind of should be doing here. And then we'll go from there. So I'm having issues with SaberSim at the moment. I am going to uh, close that window and then reopen it here. So give me a second while I re-log in here. But we're just having a little issues there with the app. So I'm going to get this pulled back up. Looks to be all set now. So so basically what happens is that you're you're on the DraftKings main slate, right? Let's say that you build a dummy lineup. You bulk enter that, right? What you should do is you should come into your entries tab. You should download the file. The file is going to have, you know, a list of contests and it's going to have one lineup. 
So then what you need to do is then you, you run a build, you go into your build, you make your adjustments, you know, you set this number of lineups to, to however many lineups you have. Then you go to fill entries and then you are going to refill all of the contests in your file with however many lineups you built. And then you're going to download these entries and then upload this new set of lineups to SaberSim. So let's say that you entered four 20 maxes here, right? Maybe you're playing the dime times. So you're, you're entering four dime times. So then I'm going to do, I'm going to set my number of lineups to 80 here. I'm going to run my build. I'm going to set all my exposures. Once I'm happy with this, I'm going to go to fill entries. I'm going to have the entries file that I uploaded it, or you can upload it here, right? I'm going to have my 420 maxes in this window. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to unique rank fill, and then I'm going to hit fill entries. And then it is going to put lineups one through 20 in the top one, lineups 21 through 40 in the second one, et cetera, et cetera here. And then once that fills, I'm going to download these entries, re-upload these to DraftKings. And then once I do that, now I will have 80 unique lineups that replace the one dummy lineup that I previously had here. So if you're looking for a tutorial on how to fill your entries, you can also find that in our support documentation here. So if I go to support and it says how to fill your entries. So watch this tutorial. It's a, it's a tutorial that Jordan did, walks through it. Uh, it is a baseball example here. So this will show you exactly how to fill your entries. I think that this video could be useful for you as a refresher here. So check that out. But all right, everybody, uh, looks like we are all caught up on questions at the moment. So that that is great here. Uh, while I wait for any last questions to come in here, just want to remind you guys that if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, you guys really should be uh, SaberSim partnering with Owner's Box at the beginning of the MLB season. We are the first major optimizer to support Owner's Box here. We've been very happy with the uh, partnership so far. So uh, to just like uh, from, from what I've seen, right, a lot of the contests overlay very often. You can find full overlay. You can find no rake. You can find reduced rake. The contests are softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. Price pools are smaller, but they're still good uh, contests and money to be made playing over on owner's box. Not having to earn back percentage points of rake taken away from you is a huge bonus, right? So aside from that bonus, if you use promo code SABER or SABERSIM when you sign up, you get a $500 deposit bonus, and then we will automatically track your entry fees, and you can earn free months of SABERSIM just by playing on the site and nothing else, right? So each time you hit one of these entry fee markers, we will reach out to you, ask you if you want to cash in on that reward, and then once you cash in, we will reset your tracking to zero, and then there is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn from playing over on the site here. But Gonna jump back here. Looks like we have a couple questions from Patrick and gonna keep it rolling. All right, Patrick said, I've been playing more MLB showdowns. How does the same come up with the projections with several relief pitchers? And is there a site source we can use for that? I think not utilizing relief pitchers for showdown is a mistake. So, Patrick, we we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Uh, the best site to use is baseballpress.com uh forward slash bullpen dash usage usage here. It shows a running um Pitches for each pitcher on the um, on an individual team. I'll just show this to you here. One second, but basically, uh, this is like the best thing that I, the best site that I, I'm I'm aware of here. So it shows you the team. It shows you all the pitchers that are relief pitchers, and then it shows you how many pitches they threw for the last five days here. So take advantage of this site. I think that using it is a a great tool. So I would also. Uh, go back to the beginning of the show. We talked about this, I believe, as the second question here. Said, okay, thanks. Just joined the live stream. Yeah, man, no worries. I just want to let you know where to find that content here. And then also just for anybody uh, tuning in here, uh, you know, we we go back and we timestamp each question that was asked on this show. So if you go to the Office Hours channel in the Office Hours playlist here on our YouTube channel, just going to get this out of the way. And then you click into any past video that we have um, done here. Oops, must have messed up. View full playlist. Click on a video. In the description of these videos, we timestamp every question that was asked. And this is probably a bad example. I had a short show yesterday. But if you want to say, you asked a question, you only want to hear the answer your question you know you could use the description and then go through here and then just listen 
to the segments of the show that you want. So in Patrick's case, you know, once this uh, video is processed tomorrow and uploaded, he can come into the description here and then he can say, oh, uh, MLB bull bullpen usage, right? And then listen to that segment. So instead of having to scroll through the video and try and find it, right? So just a note for everybody tuning in late or, or watching the show after the stream here, uh, this is a good use. We, we try to help out our users to listen to the parts of the show that they ultimately want to listen to. But great show today, everybody. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be right back here tomorrow for our Thursday show, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel and Discord. Let it sit there until the beginning of the next show. That gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of our next show there. And uh, I really appreciate when you guys do that. All right, question here from Jamie. Said, if you're not maxing... On a $4.20 max on NBA Showdown, is it a mistake? If not, what is the best way to play these contests and build without max entering? Okay, so this is a good question. So uh, something that we talked about here in the past, I actually got this concept uh, from Matt. Matt is the founder of SaberSim here and uh, one of our one of our main, main pe uh, persons who comes on the pro videos here. So I got this uh, concept from listening to Matt speak. And basically what he said is that in theory here, you are entering your highest EV contest EV lineup first, the lineup that you feel is the, the best lineup, the one that will win the most money if this slate was played out, you know, 100,000 times. And then every lineup below that is is slightly lower EV, right? So basically there's no there's nothing wrong with entering less than the max for any contest that you play. So you might hear that across the industry. Um, frankly, that that is not um, sound advice. You do not have to max out every contest that you play it is okay to enter less than the max. The reason people do max these contests out is because it basically speeds up the frequency that they can uh, win first place, right? So if they have an above average expectation of winning first, the more lineups that you can enter, the faster you can achieve that outcome, right? So that's kind of one of the reasons for entering more than one lineup there, but it is totally okay to enter less than the max here. So don't feel bad about that. But all right, everybody, nice, great, long show today. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care and good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.